Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Speed Street. Uh... My name is Connor Daly. Uh, normally, Joey Molinero is uh, is the one bringing us into the episode. Uh, Joey uh, is is very busy today. It is his son's first birthday, so we were uh, we are very happily celebrating, letting him celebrate with his family, uh, enjoy that day with the family. Uh, Joey will be back very soon, uh, but we have a great show ahead. Still, uh, producer Ben is with me here. Uh, ben, how are you doing? Uh, your hair looks great. Thank For those you. I who are listening, Ben has great hair. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 dialing it in. Um, we're in a little bit of a transition piece with the hair, so I appreciate the shout out. It's a work in no progress. Problem. Other than the hair, uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Um, big weekend in Gateway. Back in uh, the old RL RLL machine, or for the first time, <laughs> how'd everything go? Yes. No. It was uh, it was an interesting weekend. There, there's honestly a lot to talk about in that race, and. Uh, we, you know, to to first get into that race, we will. Uh, we will then look at uh, Portland ahead, the Bitnile.com Grand Prix. Uh, fascinating connection there. Love to see Bitnile.com doing what they are doing and, and supporting the, the IndyCar series now as a whole. Um, and also have a great interview with a young, phenomenal driver, uh, David Malukas. David Malukas is on the show today, uh, so please stay tuned for that. That will be coming up at the end of the episode. Um, and obviously, we have a, a podium from the weekend. We have uh, an IndyCar race that took place, so we will be handing out some milk. Uh, we'll be seeing uh, who has that dog in them, and uh, and who just made us say yikes over the weekend because there's a couple people that I think deserve deserve that award. Uh, and even David Malukas gives out maybe a, a yikes that's. Uh, kind of hilarious so yeah it, it, let, let's just start right off by um by getting into gateway uh you know showing up with ray hall letterman lanigan uh you know an incredible team to be with um but there's a lot that went on in this race that um you know it's for a podcast the, the amount of stuff that took place in that race is built for a podcast 
Um, and you know, there, there are several things that, uh, you know, I'm really proud of from over the weekend. Uh, you know, we, we, first of all, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give out the birds very early cause we're going to give out birds, but, uh, the birds go to the weather. Uh, I mean, the worst possible situation for me as a driver who has never driven this car before for this team, uh, who has never worked with this, this group of folks, um, it rains all day. Uh, we get to the track. Uh, it's it's hotter than the surface of the sun on Friday, and everyone's like, "Oh, maybe we'll practice on Saturday, and it's all gonna be fine." Rains all day. The storm looks like something out of uh, you know uh, out of a sci-fi film. Uh, the clouds are insane. The wind is wild. It's just raining cats and dogs um, all day Saturday, and. It's it's looking you know very unlikely that we're going to get to do much running. I, I don't think I've ever actually been more bored in my life than I was just sitting there, just waiting, and knowing that my track time, everyone's track time is going away. But like the amount of time that I'm going to have to understand this car is going directly out the window and into the trash can. So, you know, I I, I do have to give credit though. I, I will say I'm very impressed with. Uh, with IndyCar and the track and and just the series on getting us time, no matter what, and letting us qualify because they could have easily said, hey, you know what, guys, we're just going to do one practice session, roll into the race, start on points. But, you know, because the race was a, you know, an early afternoon start, uh, you know, they did have time in the morning to qualify. And, and that for me, as someone, you know, obviously our car does not have a lot of points. The 30 car does not have a lot of points. So we wanted to qualify. Um, and, 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 and we proved that we actually had a decent enough speed in qualifying to, to get there. But the practice session, you know, right out the gate, um, you know, it was interesting, you know, getting into that car again, a completely different. And I know for those who listen to this a lot, and I think there's a lot of folks that, that, uh, that probably are angry with me the amount of times that I say that it's different, but I just try to be honest with people, right? Like this is stuff that's actually happening. You get in, hey, I can't tell you the exact differences in the car because, you know, I'd have to start explaining setup information, which is, you know, you can't do that as as drivers. That's just, that's that's where you, uh, you know, that's where you cross the line. Um, but certain things, uh, you know, work different ways when they're set up different, uh, you know, different ways. Um, and, you know, the, the very first run out there on track, I was like, whew, all right, uh, just getting used to it. My very first run, very slow. Second run, all right, just give me some time. You know, I came in and told the guys, I was like, hey, you know what? I, I just need another run. Just let me get another run, get used to the car. Uh, and we picked up a lot of speed. Um, and then sure enough, we were fourth in the practice session by about 30 minutes in. So I was like, all right, well, it looks like we're not too bad. And it, it, it's fun for me to drive at Gateway. But, you know, when you're trying to go out there and pound around in a new situation, you know, for me, I was like, I think there's still a bit left on the table, but we're in the top five. And, you know, we ended up obviously in the top eight in practice, uh, eighth quickest. Um, and that felt fantastic, honestly. I I, I I loved showing up and and without any time in a car that I, that I had not, you know, been a part of this team before, uh, you know, we were fast. And I think that 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 for sure says something. You know, we I, I saw after the first practice that Fel or um, Linus Lundquist did, it looked like he was getting signed to Ganassi. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of reactions to practices now. And again, I I'm not I do not obviously deserve that. No, not even close. Um, 
But, you know, when when you get in and you just get down to business, that's what it's all about. Uh, Linus Lundquist has done a good job doing that, clearly. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was fun to get in. Now, having to do that, though, when it's night, which, again, I even had a dark visor on. I couldn't see anything really at night towards the end of that practice session. Probably not the greatest idea for me to just leave the dark visor on. Uh, but I couldn't see much in the eyeline practice. But I could tell that this year's track, for some reason, I would say it felt a little bit different. Uh, I would say the red tires were interesting. Uh, not a huge difference, but something that was like, hmm, this is going to add to strategy. And uh, we kind of we 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 get to hear from David Malukas about how his strategy, you know, played out as well during that race. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, it's going into qualifying with one practice session. Um, you know, I I actually felt pretty good, uh, but we knew we were going to have to go out early. We knew that the track was going to improve because, again, right before our qualifying, uh, you know, it, it had rained again overnight. Uh, there was another race uh, where there was a bunch of different rubber on the track, uh, some USAC racing that was the, that had coated the track in a different style of rubber. Um, and there was also a blown engine that blew up all down the front straight as well, which is kind of funny. Um, but going into qualifying, I was pumped. I, I couldn't wait. And, uh, you know, when I got out there, the, ch the changes that we made to the car overnight, I think were the right changes. Uh, really appreciate my crew doing, you know, doing what they did. Uh, and, and we go out there and we go top of the board right at the gate. But obviously that was only, you know, after five cars had run. Um, and I thought to myself, I was like, man, the track was good enough. You know, the temperature was good enough. I, I, I think me personally, uh, you also have to respect a little bit of the limits of like, hey, I don't know what this car is going to do when I push it even more. Uh, you know, the experience helps you that. Uh, you know, obviously, as drivers, we we are meant to go beyond the limits. Um, and, you know, I went much faster than I did the day before. Uh, you know, we 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 got into the 24s, 24.9. Uh, but I was like, I should have done a 24.8. Like, I, I think our car maybe had a 24.7.8 or 24.80 in it. Uh, if I would have got just a hair more out of it. Um, but I, I was pretty much on the limit of, of what we had going there. And we end up, you know, 15th on time. Uh, which is pretty good. We were pretty happy with that. But uh, after all the penalties, we're starting 11th. So that, I mean, that's huge for us. And and both my teammates had really struggled more than me. And so, you know, the fact that we got to qualify well uh, and out-qualify my teammates, uh, you know, I, I love working with Christian and Graham. You know, I'll talk more about that. But, um, you know, Ben, when you, I, I want to get you involved here too. I don't know how much you paid attention to it, but obviously the rain, the craziness, did you, like, when you saw the grid, the grid definitely looked a little jumbled, right? There was there were some people uh, a little bit further down than we would have expected, and then you had the grid penalties, and then you had folks kind of all over the map. Uh, you know, you even had guys like Santino Ferrucci, who had a big first lap and then almost almost ended up in the in the wall, lap two, just showing how much people are on the, on the limit during that qualifying. Did you see anything there that was like, hey, this is this is going to be an exciting race for everyone? Because I, I I think I think it kind of led led to that. Yeah, it was interesting seeing like knowing there were going to be those penalties going into the race and even qualifying and Scotty Mack in the pole and like he had speed, Big but lap. at the same time, it's like okay, you're going to the back, but you know you're just trying to set the tone and 
you know, everybody's talking about New Garden trying to sweep the ovals the rest of the year. So hey. um, that was that was an interesting storyline to follow. And as soon as the race went, like like you said, it was kind of jumbled up, and you saw a lot of comers and goers. Yeah, Santino's lap was super interesting qualifying. It seemed like there was something there with he got told some changes, and he ended up maybe not doing that, or it was vice versa. So um, he wanted to trust his instincts a little more. So that was super interesting but um i love indycar show short oval racing i always feel like it provides good drama and i hope they have more so i was thoroughly enjoyed yeah no i mean you're exactly right i think what's interesting again about these penske cars and i i talked to even alex below i talked to him this morning at the gym about it or yesterday morning at the gym they have something that like we're looking for tiny margins here like you saw it with Santino a little bit. The cars are completely on the edge. You know, if I'm trying to find an extra 10th, um, you know, you're either, you find that extra 10th or you're in the wall or you're almost in the wall. Um, And, you know, when you have a big moment, you know, at short ovals, you lose so much time and it's an average of your two laps. So, you know, one thing that I struggled with in practice was when we were doing qualifying simulations, the first lap that I did was often three tenths slower than the second lap that I did. So, you know, when we when we pulled it together for qualifying, thankfully I got that back to within about a tenth. Uh, you know, both laps within about a tenth. But the Penske cars are able to go out there, and from what from us as drivers, we can kind of see when when other drivers are struggling with certain handling characteristics. And my gosh, those Penske cars look pretty simple to drive, pretty fast. And I mean. We're hustling, hustling, hustling for 24-9, 24-8. And they're like, yep, we're going to do 24-5 right out the gate, 24-6. And that is just vastly impressive. I, I don't know what they have at the short ovals, but um, it is at another level compared to uh, to all the other teams right now. And, you know, when, when they don't win, you know, that's why they're so angry. Like, that's why you see Joseph probably wanting to, you know, bury himself in a hole for a week even though he's won so many races this year um but they you know they expect the best all the time so qualifying was very interesting the grid penalties made it very very interesting uh you know scott mclaughlin with the grid penalty obviously made it the best possible scenario he could have by getting on the pole um but going into the race so to give yeah i I like giving people my perspective on things and again these are not meant to be, you know, th- there's a lot of times people say that I, uh, you know, there's there's excuses being said. And look, these are not excuses that I say. I, I often try to just tell people the real things that happen. There are plenty of things that happen in races that, you know, you can make your own opinion about. I'm only going to tell you what actually happened. Uh, and a lot of these things prevent you from doing, you know, doing the best job that you can. But uh, we, you know, we're we're rolling to green, roll coming, coming up to the green flag, uh, my left front. My left front brake rotor was on fire. Um, I, I had not seen that before. I we as drivers try to warm the inside of the tire very aggressively before the start with the brakes. Uh, and you know, again, different car, different team. Uh, I kind of did my normal brake warming routine. They might have a bit of a different brake setup, bit of a different situation. I I don't know. Um, but you know these things are all very minute, right? So I personally, it was my fault. I set the brake on fire. Um, I'm willing to accept that, but like, I didn't know that I was overheating the brakes. You know what I mean? So there was, 
there was definitely an interesting situation there. And it also might have been a piece of rubber that got in there, too. Sometimes when you get a piece of rubber uh, in the in the brake calipers, uh, that'll kind of light on fire as well if you get things, you know, super hot. Um, so I'm looking at a fire in the left front as we're coming to green, a little bit distracting. Uh, and then we we do have a an issue when I start accelerating. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that I can't truly be honest about, uh, just, just for, you know, just to respect everyone, but we had an issue, uh, coming to green, just a just small issue, but small issues on the start, um, you know, put you in a really, really vulnerable position. And, and so we got, uh, sadly we were, we, we got aggressively taken advantage of in a not fun way, uh, on the start. And we were pretty much in recovery mode from then on. Uh, you know, obviously there was a yellow as well at poor Benjamin Peterson got absolutely, cleaned out at the start I, I mean i was in the middle of turn one they're like yeah we already got a car around behind you and i'm like geez what happened there that was sad I, I do i do feel bad for poor benjamin peterson if he he might be having the worst year of anyone i've ever seen and and a lot of it is through no fault of his own bad situations bad timing you know i, I mean I, i've got to say i mean the poor guy i mean that's not his fault at all the guy's just trying to race and he gets swiped just completely destroyed so that was a shame um but yeah from then on you know from 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 that point you know we had to be in recovery mode uh you know ha got a cut past past i think two cars on that initial restart trying to get back uh and immediately there was no overtaking uh you know the overtaking became very very difficult and you know, I, I know people love watching short oval racing and Ben I what did you think if you watched the race you know did it look like people were struggling to overtake? Because our initial feel, you know, where I was on track, I ended up slotting in behind uh, Takuma Sato on that first stint and tried to throw a move on him. He almost clipped my right front wing. Um, but from then on, you know, you could always tell as a driver that you're much faster than someone. But the way these cars work aerodynamically, it doesn't matter if you're Joseph Newgarden trying to pass uh, you know, a much slower car, it is a real challenge when you have all the aerodynamics that we do. And uh, and sometimes, you know, a day race, maybe the track's a little slick. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, but what did it look like from your perspective on the on the overtaking situation? Yeah, it seemed like the dirty air uh, as you got more back in the field got worse. Um, I feel like, too, a lot of times, like I think Colton was battling with somebody kind of towards middle the top five or top 10 even if you have a guy to your inside and they're halfway you know if they're at your door basically um like you kind of have to concede because there's really no way to, to kind of fight back on them especially like gateway is such an interesting track with how both sides are very different um yes so i mean even from that perspective i'm not even sure like what the best like what side you guys prefer to pass on just because of like I feel like one and two is so tight and it's just, it's so oddly banked and it's kind of like you kind of run the inside, but you don't want to get up on the curb because that's the thing too. The guy on the inside, if they get tight or they, they push down too far, it seems like you get up on that curb and you just get loose. So from a driver's perspective, like 
what was the best case scenario to be able to make passes? Well, that's the interesting thing, right? On on the first stint, the the high line, you know, on the restart, I was able to use the high line, but the the complete death sentence in these short oval races is getting in the in the marbles, right? And uh, this year, I think more than ever, the marbles have been probably a little bit more aggressive everywhere we've gone, even on road courses and street courses. If you look at you know the restarts that we have offline, it's a huge penalty to go offline. Um, and so gateway is, is, is even more dangerous for that. And I, I mean, I've been a victim of the marbles myself. I've got up in there. Thankfully I've avoided the wall every single time, but you know, we saw, we saw guy when you see guys like Joseph Newgarden, Takuma Sato getting up in the marbles and hitting the wall. I mean, those guys are not dumb. I'm sorry. I mean, the internet can say whatever they want, but those guys are not dumb. It just goes to show you how challenging the track is and how, how challenging offline it is. But you know, at the beginning, could use the high line a little bit. Uh, but what's interesting about turn one and two is you can enter turn one and two very high because it's so tight that you want to get the absolute optimum exit or optimal exit. And who is very good at this is actually Roman Grosjean. Grosjean has a very interesting oval technique to where he is the latest of the late entering. And it actually makes you angry almost because you turn in a little bit earlier and you get a little bit of that air on your wing and you can kind of close up to him but he gets a really good exit every time. Uh, and it was the same thing for him in three and four. I had to follow him for like 30 laps in a stint. And I was like, man, this guy, like, and it was the same thing at Iowa. Actually, I, I was able to pass him at Iowa um, because it's, it's not exactly the fastest way around the track, but for racing, it, it definitely makes you the hardest to overtake. Um, so that, that was interesting to see. He, he was very unique in doing that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it became after, you know, I would say the first two laps on new tires, maybe first two, two to four laps on new tires, you might've had enough grip to really get by a couple people who were maybe slightly older tires than you. But after that, it did not matter where you slotted in. I mean, I did an entire stint with Pato and Joseph, like literally Pato, Joseph, me, they didn't pull away from me. Hunter Ray was in front of those two. Pato did everything he could, could not pass him. I mean, and that's that's a that's a 20th place car to a you know leading car, right? So like obviously Ryan finished better because of strategy, but like it's it it's 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 so difficult no matter who you are. And a lot of guys, you know, David Malukas, a lot of people were like, man, the lap car, Pato Award almost sounded like he wanted to punch his radio. He was so mad at the lap cars because you just can't, you can't do anything about it. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter who you are. The the overtaking was, was just a real, real challenge. And so, you know, from my perspective, we were trying our best. We, we were working on the strategic side to try to get forward. Uh, we got caught in a couple different situations where we got blocked by, several different drivers and just got absolutely crushed uh on the strategy side uh you know some of that uh i, I could have done better myself uh you know i i i wanted to be that that car needed points so i was trying to be somewhat safe with a couple different maneuvers um but yeah we we ended up uh just just a little bit off uh, when it comes to how every how all the cycles, I mean, some people got absurdly lucky. Like when you look at some of the cars, like especially Santino, like guy pits lap seven for Reds, gets on Reds and runs. Like that, that was, I mean, that was like a road course strategy. That's like a Scott Dixon road course strategy. Like he, you know, that that cycled him to the front 
And if no one can pass, that's it. You know what I mean? It was the same. You know, we even heard from Dave. We hear from David Malukas later. I didn't know that was his strategy. That's a that's that was it worked out perfectly for him. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that that a lot of people got very fortunate uh, in that race. And again, that's part of racing. I I was not on that fortunate side, but we tried to do the best that we could. Um, you know, there. I, I feel free to tune into my Instagram uh, when you see this because I'm going to post a, a great onboard clip of the last restart. Uh, we passed a lot of cars when we did have the opportunity to, uh, and, and I enjoyed driving the car. You know, I learned more about it the whole race. Uh, you know, we got. I would say we 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 got quicker. Uh, you know, through the middle of the race, we were able to run with a lot of great cars, um, and you know, we we just were not not in the right place, not at the right time. So. Uh, you know, these things happen, but but the team did a great job. I mean, the pit stops were incredible. Um, you know, there were a couple different moments where on the red tires, uh, you know, we it, it was like it, it was good, but you have to make calls, have to make strategic decisions. Uh, I would say there were several situations where people almost made contact, uh, you know, right in front of me, right next to me. Um, but yeah, from from my perspective, just several situations that we started behind and had to come back and sometimes these races it doesn't matter if you're the hero or the zero you, you have to have things go your way and look I, I did not probably take the best advantage of of maybe one situation but uh, we just kind of just didn't have the right luck for us and I, I, I know that's silly to say but 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 a lot of these situations that's that's kind of how it is um and so, to, you know, do with that what you will. I, I I will tell you exactly how it worked out to a certain extent. We obviously want to make sure everyone's happy with, uh, you know, with how it is. Uh, you know, you can go a lot more into detail about it. But the team did a great job, gave me a great car. No mistakes from the pit crew. Uh, you know, great working with the spotter. Um, but, yeah, it was it, it was an interesting race. Like, when I saw that there was only like when you when there's three cars on the lead lap you know that the strategy was like what the heck just happened you know what i mean because that's not how indycar racing is right like we're we're all much closer than that but when you have three cars on the lead lap at the finish i mean that's astounding like that's, that's and they're separated crazy. by 26 seconds basically and they're so separated it's by like, 20, yeah. yeah like that is that is such an odd strategic element that it almost rarely happens at these short ovals. So, uh, you know, Scott Dixon, again, alpha wizard, no idea how he does it. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I followed Scott Dixon for a whole stint. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm doing good. Ends up, I mean, it's just, I don't know how, I, obviously you have to be fast at the right times. So my gosh, like sometimes it's just like, I don't understand it. And maybe he's just way better than all of us. I, I don't know, but it it's 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 kind of hard to understand. But credit to that team, credit to Scott Dixon, two in a row wins. Uh, you know, we we didn't think Scott Dixon was gonna get any wins on the season. Now he's got two. So that that's about as Scott Dixon y as we could have got. So I mean, I, I I think we can get right into, you know, evaluating the race again, right? Like let's we we can get into um you know our podiums uh and our, and our handing out some milk uh you know Joey's we we miss Joey for this part but Ben you obviously have got this as well um we'll also talk about Portland a little bit afterwards but let's just get right into this uh because we're talking about the race let's go right into handing out milk i i, I think that's a great idea so 
Let's go with milk. I am going to hand a cold, cold glass of milk. And Ben, you can go after this to me, after after me. Um, I'm going to go with, where are my notes? Oh, anyway, hang on. Before I get there, I, I want to tell folks a little bit that I'm sorry to go back on the race. I, I had a note about this, but if you saw the race, we cycled up to fourth at one point. <laughs> Because we were in dire need of a yellow. Like, literally, we needed a yellow more than I need insulin as a diabetic. Like, it was like, hey, you're, uh, we need this. Like, let's go. And I didn't see this until after the race. But, like, I'm just pounding around. I, I, can, I know, like, I can see the lap, how many laps we've done on the stint. I know that we're just waiting for a yellow. New Garden hit the wall. That, that would have been the yellow to put me literally from finishing 16th to like 7th. <laughs> like it would have been, because we were out there circulating, circulating, putting people like laps down, certain cars. Several people needed that yellow. And I cannot believe that it did not go yellow for Joseph hitting the wall. Um, that was that yellow could have changed my entire life, maybe. Who knows? But uh, either way, we did not get it. Uh, and sadly, Joseph was in the wall. But uh, man... When I saw that after the race and I knew where I was on track and knew where the knew how the stints were going to work out, I was I almost shed a tear. So anyway, back to handing out back to handing out milk. Uh milk goes to David Malukas. David Malukas on the podium two years in a row at Gateway. Um incredible effort from that team. I mean, my gosh, they've had such a difficult year and, you know, David Malukas on the podium, I mean, he, he's he's Poor Stingray Bob, you know, he, he's 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 really leading that team and he's, you know, he's on his own there. You know, not no offense to Stingray. Stingray's got a lot to learn, obviously. Um, but uh, but David's really killing it. And uh, you got to give him credit for that. We have a great conversation with him coming up. Uh, who gets the milk from you, Ben? Yeah, you just got done talking about him uh, just a little bit ago, but Dixon, um, oh, yeah. obviously getting a second win of the year. Uh, technically, he's still in the championship battle um but he's now got it cut down to 74 points uh behind polo so keeping it alive it'd be a little bit of a stretch but you never know um with what could happen so yeah and Can like you imagine you said, if dixon it, wins a championship somehow oh, i mean it's absurd there's no so way it's possible absurd. but that would be hilarious that would be <laughs> the just the irony and everything that had gone on with that with oh, everything yeah. that's gone on with Polo, which is hilarious um but yeah, shout out to him. It seemed like he just, like you said, he just had some extra just dog in him, basically. And I know we're giving him the milk, but he didn't yeah. get both for that regard. But yeah. The dog is bringing him the milk on a plate right. is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good one. You, you got to go with it. Um, I will give, uh, so who's got that dog in him? So I I, I had some close racing with him and, and he got a, a yikes the other day, but uh, Renus VK. Renus VK gave it a, a good run. I think uh, we had one moment, and this this made me really angry, but Renus and I came out of the pits right with each other uh, after the first stop. And this just goes to show you how every second counts. Renus and I came out of the pits. Renus was right in front of me. Um, and when you accelerate out of the pits, obviously there's a bit of a, you know, he gets off the limiter first, then me, so that that gap gets a little bit longer. Renus was able to slot in right above, right in front of Santino. And the way we came out of the pits, I had to slot in right behind. 
there goes about eight seconds of my race right there because Santino was basically willing to put anyone in the wall, um, which, you know what, that's motorsport. But uh, every second counts. And, like, if we would have been two seconds closer, I would have been, you know, right on Renus. And we and he was going places. I, I got to give him credit. He had a great run, another 11th place finish for him, uh, you know, at a place where I think they've, you know, they've, they, they, it's been a struggle for him there personally lately. Uh, so Renus got to give him credit there. Uh, it was a great race for him. I mean, they, they nailed the strategy on absolute on point. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a good day for him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, my dog is Polo. Your dog. Um, my dog. So he ends up finishing seventh, which wasn't bad. Um, still keeps the points. I just think he... He's not really still able to capitalize on maximizing his oval points, which I think is obviously what's, you know, Dixon cutting into that. So still has the points lead, got an okay finish, but I feel like um, he's still a little hungry to uh, kind of keep his momentum going to ovals. They're done for the rest of the year, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, 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 you got you to gotta give him credit for just, you know, he, he said, oh, yeah. We had a rough day. It's like, oh, it's finished seventh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you guys, yeah, solid. It's not, it, yeah, it's solid. But, but you know. when, when he has an opportunity to, cl- cl- you know, close out the championship, I mean, you want to do that. So, uh, yeah. it, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's uh, you know, good for good for Alex Pelot. I have no doubt he will probably close it out in uh, in Portland. So, we'll see what happens. Um, all right. So, my yikes, and this is my yikes this weekend. It's a big yikes. And this is when we almost made contact in turn one. Um, a lot of people had a couple comings together with him. Takuma Sato. Takuma Sato gets the yikes, you know, two-time Indy 500 champ. But uh, he was struggling. He was he was struggling in that race. Looked like he was fighting the car. Uh, ends up in the wall. Um, but a couple people had some had some things to say uh, after the race that I heard about about that car. And and you know what? Even Indy 500 champions can have tough days at the motor racing course. So. Uh, my yikes went to Sato because that poor, poor guy last race was gonna see this year. Um, but uh, yeah, Takuma Sato got the yikes for me. I, I even I was I struggled a couple times getting by, but I was like, man, this is this is rough. So <laughs> tough day for old Takuma, yeah. And I'm actually gonna go with his teammate Marcus Erickson because he just kind of oh. had a whirlwind of a weekend. I mean, he ended up finishing 10th, but he had the practice, yeah. but he crash. always ends up finishing 10th. Yeah, yeah. Old Marcus, it doesn't yeah. matter, always he's 10th. I'm like, how the heck did that happen? Yeah, I'm just yeah. I mean, besides the finish, but I mean, he had the practice crash, and they had this. I think he so he ended up taking Polo's backup car right, and they kind of just rewrapped yes, it and like threw yeah. some mountains on it. So um, two American Legion wagons. <laughs> yeah, I was really confused because I was like, wait a minute, I thought yeah. So there's that, and then he had the pit road mishap, which kind of put him behind. But with all the strategy that went down, he still finished his tenth. But uh, it was a rough go at it, and I uh, like I'd put him on my list if I was going to do kind of some honorable mentions from uh the producer side of that but he ended up being okay but yeah it was just unfortunate it just a yikes to the start of his weekend <laughs> yeah absolutely racing season is well underway and it's time to go full throttle feel the excitement of every lap like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook right now new customers can bet just five dollars and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly no matter what goes down on the track be sure to tune in to Dirty Mode Doe to keep up with all the betting matchups through the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs starting in Darlington. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code SPEED. 
New customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SPEED, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash autoracing terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, well, there you have it. That's our, uh, you know, th- that's our evaluation for the weekend. Uh, feel free to let us know as well who you think deserves some milk, who's got that dog in him for you guys, um, and who just made you say yikes. I- I- I've noticed a couple of people uh, commenting on that, which is which is kind of cool. I hope you guys enjoy that segment. I, I enjoy it. It gives us an opportunity to talk about it. Um, but we've also got a podium to, uh, uh, you know, to evaluate this weekend, uh, and I want to get to that. Obviously, we got a great interview still coming up. Um, but there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about from this weekend that that deserve credit. And number three for me on the podium is our TV ratings. Uh, great effort to everyone who is tuning in to watch IndyCar racing. Um, the amount of times that we've seen now this over a million dollar uh, number, not million dollar number, million number, um, is, is fantastic. So kudos to all you folks. I mean, this is a positive. This is the most since I've been in IndyCar, I would say this is the most positive of a gain I've ever seen myself. And I don't know, I don't know if the the you know the the numbers are correct on that, but I believe I saw this is now like the most watched season since like 2008. So like when you add all the numbers up together, we really are killing that. And 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 honestly, that makes sense in my lifetime because my first IndyCar race was 2013, and and that was you know we're we're barely. We're barely reunited as a series, you know, champ car and IndyCar at that point. So um, really, really cool to see uh, that people are watching. I mean, I mean, we got to keep that going. So uh, hopefully we can keep that up and, and well done to the folks uh, who are tuning in and telling their friends to tune in as well. Yeah, especially not having to go up against the cup race too and be able to oh, maximize yeah, yeah. viewership is awesome. So um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. Um, my number three, it's a little bit of a shameless plug, um, but full Speed Street video episodes are back on YouTube yeah. <laughs> uh, starting last week. And we're going to yes. be doing that uh, going forward. They're going to be on your YouTube channel. So everybody that's been wanting those, um, that is a victory coming up uh, for week two for us. That's my number three. Well, you know, what's funny is I had YouTube as my number two. So that's a that's a darn shame. We both had our heads on straight. Um, shameless we, plugs. It's okay. Yeah, shameless <laughs> plugs. Honestly, appreciate those folks that that uh, that are watching on YouTube. You get to see our faces. Uh, we got to make sure that we're uh, you know we're all tuned up there. Um, but uh, but please give give uh, give my YouTube channel a subscription if you haven't yet. Uh, just click the little subscribe button, like some videos if you want. Uh, there's a lot of I'm, I'm putting a lot of videos on there in general. So you, number two on my list is YouTube. Um, go to the channel Connor Daily 22 on YouTube. Uh, you know, a little, a little shameless plug, but Speed Street's on there. If you want to watch the video, you want to hang out at work, 
maybe check it out on the YouTubes. Uh, you know, feel free. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. Um, I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers before my girlfriend gets to a million subscribers on YouTube, which is wow, kind of hilarious. Okay. He's at about 930, <laughs> 40,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you also want to follow my girlfriend, she's actually got a really much more successful YouTube channel than me, uh, Amy Marie, but I'm trying to, I, this is my own personal bet. Please help me get to a thousand before she gets to a million. She's much cooler than me, but this would be kind of funny. Um, so yeah. More episodes, and Ben, we thank Ben for making this possible. Ben's the editor in chief, so thank you, Ben, and 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 all everyone at Dirty Mo. <laughs> we do what we can, all for the content. But yeah, so uh, check that out. Um, that'll probably be going up like Thursday, probably like Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening ish on Connor's channel. So stay tuned for that. Uh, my P two, I'm gonna hop over to F one for a little bit. Unfortunately, Daniel Ricardo broke his wrist Oof. in qualifying. Um, I'm not sure how long he's going to be out, but I saw, I think he had surgery on it over the weekend. So unfortunate for him, but Liam Lawson, uh, filled in for him F2 driver. He had a pretty good, uh, debut. I think he finished like 12 or 13th, um, for him. So that was kind of cool to see uh, back in Zanford. I think they just came off the summer break. So we'll yes. have one action and Pierre Gasly podium. So that's always fun to see. So, um, yes, I, know, I, well, Red we didn't Bull talk related about drivers, lot, sort of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There was a lot of IndyCar stuff this weekend, uh, and obviously, this there was other racing that went on, but we got a lot of IndyCar stuff to focus mm -hmm. on this weekend that I wanted to tell people about. But yeah, uh, Pierre Gasly, good friend of mine, uh, glad to see him on the podium, um, and uh, not a surprise winner once again. So uh, it is what it is. Hate to see that for my boy Daniel Ricciardo. Mm -hmm. um, he's a great dude, and technically, uh, I believe we are supposed to trade helmets in Las Vegas. Uh, and I owe Daniel a bottle of bourbon, so hopefully he will be back in Las Vegas uh, doing some motor racing. So, so you will be in Vegas for the race? Because I, I guess will be in Vegas for okay. the F one okay. race. I am. I am doing the at track commentary with Bob Varsha uh, uh, for the Las okay. Vegas Formula One race. So I was gonna say, I'm like, hey, I'll shout be out there you trying to swing some passes or tickets or anything. But okay, you'll be out there working in the streets. I will be there doing some work as a as a commentator. So. Uh, moving into number one, we are going to wrap this up here soon. Um, P1 for me is a video game. It is called Apex Legends. Uh, the pre-St. Louis race weekend, Alex Plo and I got on Apex Legends, and we got a win first game out. So it felt like the vibes were right. felt like everything was good. It felt good to get back into the, the, the video game world. I have not turned my Xbox on in months uh, because I've been a little bit busy. But uh, glad Alex Pelo. Alex Pelo, great squad mate. Alex Pelo, squad mate in Apex Legends. The guy's obviously an elite gamer because he's better. He's good at everything he does, uh, obviously. So Apex Legends gets number one. I've enjoyed that game lately. Uh, Alex Pelo, great squad mate. You wouldn't um, come by somebody as a gamer. I'm not gonna lie. It doesn't <laughs> I know. seem like I well, didn't he's think he would. Well, a big racing game. gamer. Big big okay. racing yeah. guy. Yeah, he's on yeah, like an esports team and everything. Oh, really? I had no yeah. idea. Huh. Oh, good yeah. to know. I haven't played Apex in a while. I might have to hop back on that. Um, well, we could use a third. We stay we stay <laughs> busy, but if you guys need a third, let me know. Um, my number one, uh, it's going to be from the cup race. I'm sure a lot of people saw Ryan Priest had a horrific crash, tumbled over. Uh, I don't, I think somebody Crazy. counted, I think it was some 15 times. It was super scary. That was um, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I have never seen a car just 
airborne like that in a while, at least in the modern day NASCAR, whatever you want to call it. Um, sounds like he's going to be okay. He's recovering a little bit, but um, he's my favorite thing was as soon as uh, he got to his phone, wherever he was, he was already tweeting saying, man, that sucks. Whatever. Well, like we're going to be back. I was like, man, gotta that's be a racer tough. right there. Gotta that's be tough. Gotta be tough. Said. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're not sure if he's going to be racing. Ain't no time for non-toughness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be, he's on the entry list right now. So, um, shout out Ryan Priest. Uh, hope everything is going okay with him and, uh, vicious accident. Ryan, Ryan yeah. Blaney had a bad one too. Yeah. I'm oh, not sure yeah. if you saw that was, it. That was, that was bad. Yeah, the way the wall like just folded a little bit when, when Ryan Blaney Crazy. hit the wall. I cannot even explain to you how hard those hits are because I, yeah, uh, my truck hit in Las Vegas was similar to that, and the car, bas- the truck basically exploded, and that was one of the hardest impacts. Like th- those, it- it's brutal. So I can promise you that, uh, yeah, Ryan Priest is right about it. you. Got to be tough, and all of our joints and back, back muscles and back joints are all. Uh, well, we're all going to be, we're, we're all sore and when we get to our 40s and 50s, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, glad to see those guys are all right for sure. Um, so that's it. That, there's our there's our podium for the weekend. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we missed Joey for that segment. Obviously, it's usually great having him on there for that one. But uh, glad Ben and I could uh, hopefully provide some uh, entertainment for everyone there. Uh, as I said earlier, I gave uh, a couple willpower birds to the weather over the weekend. The weather deserved it. Uh, and now let's get to an incredible interview. Uh, incredible interview with David Malukas. Super talented guy. Uh, please let us know what you think. Uh, here is David Malukas. All right, we have a very talented guest this week, a very popular young driver, a uh, very recent podium finisher, a man who um, I think was maybe uh misquoted uh and then had beef with other drivers that maybe drive for Penske um but David Malukas welcome to the show thank you so much for being here and uh congrats on a great weekend yeah thank you thank you for having me no it was it was a, an awesome weekend i don't know what it is with gateway but we keep having really good results there um but yeah well, yeah we also got a little bit of a little bit of beef going. Um, it was kind of off track fun, and then I guess I maybe did something on track that uh, pissed him off a little bit. But well, I I don't know if that was your fault necessarily. I mean, I I think getting into Gateway, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? You guys were good there last year. I mean, it's 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 something that clearly that car and you as a driver have have found something, right? Like I I, I love Gateway, no matter what car I've been. I, that's always been my favorite race to be at. Um, but I, I think getting into that race, very difficult to overtake in general, I would say for most people, it seemed like you were able to make it work. There was a little bit of that moment with Scotty Mack. Uh, but again, I always find this oval racing to be, it's such an interesting thing because again, you were not going to disappear, right? So like you were in there. And sadly, with with how these short ovals work, it's very hard to go side by side with the marbles and and certain things like that. But yeah. you have to take that chance, right? Like I think maybe there's you know no no driver is going to be super happy with each other in that situation, no matter what. But you made it work, and everything's fine. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, if you see a gap, you go for it. I feel like the it's like that quote, you know, is if you don't go for a gap <laughs> yeah. anymore, you're no longer a racing driver. So. 
No, it was it was good. I mean, that and that track is honestly, it's it's I love it. I adore it. It is tough though with the marbling, especially this time. It felt worse than the other times. I don't know if it's because of the alternate tires. It, it created maybe a lot more marbles, but it was very hard to use that second lane. I mean, three and four was treacherous. It was kind of a yeah, it was a terrifying moment. Yeah, trust me, I completely, I completely agree <laughs> with you. Um, what do you think about that that car that? I mean, you guys, I would say, were okay at Iowa as well. Maybe, you know, maybe not quite as strong as Gateway, but do you have you found something you think that you like there with, with your group of engineers? I would say compared to last year, right, you guys for sure have struggled a little bit more than, than last year. That's We all know that. We're all adult enough to understand, hey, motorsport's hard. Uh, teams have their ups and downs and, and, and different things. But to, to then come back and have a podium finish, that has to feel really good because I think obviously – you know, you're, you're, you're going places, right? You're there. There's more opportunities in front of you. Um, but it's just, it's a great reassurance. Is it not? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. We've had, we've had a tough season, you know, especially going from last year. Thankfully our, our short oval car. <laughs> That's, I didn't mean to insinuate anything, man. No, no, keep going. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but no, yeah, it's been, we've had a lot of ups and downs compared to, and even compared to our first season, you know, but we did have a lot of changes with the team from new people coming in and kind of people doing different things. And it took a little bit of time to to kind of figure out where everybody is and try to find a setup that we like. Um, but thankfully the short oval car, it always stayed. I mean, throughout this whole season, Texas, Iowa, it's been, they've been good for us. Uh, so going into Gateway, even looking at the history of Dale Quinn racing before, I even came in they've always been very strong at gateway so it was uh yeah we were kind of i was we were uh, i mean yeah we were really looking forward to this race and going into it obviously we're starting from the sixth position after the penalties happened and i knew i was like man we have a good opportunity to get another podium here and like these guys need it i mean they've been working their butts off and it's coming to the end of the season and we have two road courses left which our road courses have been quite not so awesome um especially <laughs> portland using the ims tire that's going to be very tough for us but so i was kind of like this is i feel like our last chance to really kind of get a good result here for the team so when i and i had no idea what position i was you know i just they said your next car is you know number five orange so i was just looking at the orange car thankfully it was very easy to see and i was just trying to get to him as fast as possible and we crossed the line and they're like, all right, congrats. That's third. You got podium. And I had no idea. Like, I had, I had no idea what position <laughs> I was in, what was going on. Um, so it felt really good. And, uh, obviously the team was really happy and now we can kind of end off the season on a, on a good note. Yeah. I also had no idea. Cause you passed me with like 10 laps to go. I had no idea if we were on the same lap, if I made that harder than it should have been, I did not even know because I was not told. <laughs> and the sad part was I thought Kirkwood was on your lap. And then I should have fought Kirkwood harder because he was actually for position. So there was a lot, a lot of weirdness going on there. The the strategic side, I think, was crazy. Did you? And this is for my own personal satisfaction. When did you first? When did you go to Reds for the first time? When? What did you think of them? What was for you? So for us, we because we had no idea going into the race. So when we were strategizing, they were like, "All right, well, I think we have to do it either the second stint." Or the third stint. So, David, which oh, yeah. one do you think? And I was just like, I I took him on the shoulder. I pat him on the shoulder, and I said, "Listen, I I just want a set that has a yellow flag. Yeah, and I know yeah. that you will you will get that correctly." And everybody laughed. And then they said, "All right, no, David's serious." I'm like, "I'm being serious. I just wanted to yeah. put the reds on when it goes yellow." There and you go. 
we guessed third stint and it went yellow. So we literally did about six laps on the reds and then we boxed and took them off. That's incredible. I mean, that, no, wow. <laughs> that is, the, I mean, I am now super jealous of that situation <laughs> because that's fantastic. I, well, did, that, you, did you do a lot of laps on the reds? I know I did about 40. I, I, I had to do, well, 38, I think. And, yeah. and that was because at that yellow, the last yellow, we went to reds because like we had to run them. So yeah. sadly, we were kind of committed to that strategy. But like, but that, but that part of IndyCar racing, I think, is is so fascinating for people to understand because again, there were three cars on the lead lap at the finish of that race. I had no idea. You were the last car on the lead lap, and you were on the podium. Like, yeah, what an incredible no, I, way it works out. No, it is. It, but I, I had that situation with with a lot of drivers, like passing them, catching up to. Tapato, a lot of people were heavily racing because I don't think they knew, especially Linus. I mean, he did the same thing oh, that, that yeah. me and Scott did, and he went up in the marbles again. And he messaged me, and he goes, "I had no idea you were, you know, fighting for a podium or anything." But I was just like, honestly, dude, it's, it's, I mean, it's okay. People can race and whatever. You know, the hardest person was actually Hunter Ray. He oh. at the end there, he was ah. he was a bus like all like going up and down on the main straight <laughs> blocking. I was just like, what are you doing, man? Man, I I can't legally comment on much there, but that I I will say I saw a few things this, at myself that uh, were a little concerning. But you know what? It these these things happen, right? These things yeah. happen in motorsport. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, on to the future, really. You know, th- this year we have, oddly enough, both of us, rookie years at COIN, both of us had second place finishes. Oddly enough, I went somewhere else after my first year. Realistically, I think it would have been nice to have stayed with COIN for another year. So maybe you played it correctly. But what do you, are you excited for the future? Have you narrowed down options on where you're going to go yet? Because again, I'm also trying to look at my future and I hear your name almost everywhere. So I, I don't know, you know, what, Obviously, you have to find the right fit for yourself, for any partners that you've got that you that you bring along for any you know yourself in general. What does it look like so far? It looks really good, man. We've uh, I, everything from from my standpoint, it's all done, and it's just waiting for it to be you know announced to the public. Um, oh, great! But it's the future is looking really good, man. It's going to be. I'm gonna, I'm very excited for next season. It's going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wow, so official done deals on Speed Street. We love that. Uh, that See, that's confidence inspiring. It's not even September, and you're like, you know what? Daddy's locked in. I'm signed up, and we're ready to go. I respect that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Anytime, anytime somebody asks me where I'm going next year, I say I'm going to IndyCar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about you're singing. I, oh yeah, my okay. So now I, I take I take I take you very seriously because I I think you're a very talented driver, but and I think you've proven that, right? 
But you, Thank but you. the way this, the, your personality, I always tell drivers too, you have to still be yourself, right? Because if you're yourself and you're also successful, like that like doubles your brand value because now you're, you know, you're this electric personality. Uh, you know, IndyCar is putting out David Malukas hype videos, I think every week, which is important, which is important and all those things. So like, has it been easy to be yourself? Cause I think as young drivers, we're always kind of like, told to you know read the books do the studies don't do anything bad like i just you know be a machine but you've kind of i think done a good job of being a professional racing driver but also being yourself yeah well, well thank you it means a lot i um going into it i didn't really um i decided not to get a you know a, a pr agent of course i have jody who helps me but from the whole social media standpoint with when it comes to ideas and everything it was all kind of on myself and I was trying to think, I was like trying to find my, you know, personality in it. How do I, you know, go about it? How do I um, go into it? And I tried many different things at the start of the season and I just didn't like anything I was doing. And it just felt like it was like almost like work. Like I was just like forcing yeah. myself. Um, and like you said, it's like being a machine, it's being a robot. And I myself just wasn't enjoying the content I was putting out. And so then I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to be myself. I'm just going to you know, nobody else is doing it, but I don't see no harm in it. And I'm just going to, you know, start posting a few memes here and there. <laughs> and then uh, people started to, you know, kind of catch on. It was mainly on Twitter or X now that it's called, um, <laughs> kind of started to catch on. And it was, I went from having like a few hundred followers on Twitter to having a few thousand within, I mean, only a few months. It was crazy. And I, I kind of, and to me, it felt really good because that's when I fully kind of opened up to myself and how I enjoy it. I love going on social media. Yeah. I love interacting with the fans, the people. We, you know, exchange memes. It's like, it's almost like I found my own little community. And it's, uh, and to me, what makes it feel like really good is I'll see people on Twitter. They'll, they'll comment and be like, I have no idea what IndyCar is, but this guy is making me want to watch These memes are fire. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These memes are awesome and he's making me want to watch IndyCar. And to me, that makes me feel awesome because it's like, wow, I'm actually, you know, bringing in a lot of new fans, especially from overseas into watching IndyCar. Are you doing these memes yourself? Like, are you actually legitimately like creating this stuff? Because I, I actually, this is one thing that I wanted to ask you. I was like, surely he's got some editor sitting in a dark room that like makes all this stuff for you. Are you legit like, just hammering it out right there on the computer? Yeah, so I spend, because this is, I grew up, you know, on computers, right? Yeah, I mean, you're a youth, dis, dis, you're a youth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Discord, I mean, that was just, that was my childhood, man. Like, I was just a part of it. Um, so memes were like my life and going into it, it's like, I do make a, a few of them here or there. Um, anytime I put myself in, but it's more just looking at the community. I mean, Reddit, Discord is like, I literally spend like, like what, almost like a few hours just going through it and finding <laughs> memes and collecting. I mean, my folder now is like 800 photos. Oh, worth of man. Memes. Uh, but I also found... <laughs> I can't go recently. to Reddit. I feel like I would die if I went to Reddit. So I, I, I Reddit, have to avoid that place. <laughs> it's very dangerous. It's very... It's... People don't really have filters on Reddit. It's no. like... A, especially on the IndyCar Reddit, it's like... People don't like me there, I've heard. I am very un unliked on the IndyCar Reddit oh, channel. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> no comment, but yeah. if, if you say any anything, like like if you do anything bad on track or say something, I mean, IndyCar Reddit will make sure that you know. Um, but it was, like, especially my rookie season, you know, I, I was on it and I saw all of it. But, like, I was one of those people, too, so it's like I kind of understood it. It didn't really affect yeah. me. And I actually connected with the IndyCar Discord, 
and you know where all the fans are at and i just joined and i kind of went incognito to pretend like i just wasn't yeah just i was just some random person that i saw like they were talking in one of the channels and i joined in and started talking and it took about it's about five <laughs> or ten minutes one of the guys was like are you are you david <laughs> no way that's all yeah. that's incredible good for you yeah. <laughs> but no, I, mean, I so it is we control like, though like we we can easily like I think people, some of our fans don't actually realize how much and how easy we can just like go and see all this stuff too. And like, I read everything and it's bad. It's a bad idea for me. But like, we have the ability to do that. And I think sometimes they think, oh, there's no way they're seeing that. But like, shoot, we got time at home. I'm going to get on. I'm going to go surf whatever's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're best, in the same boat. No, 100%. And the best thing to do when, when you see that stuff is I always reply to it. I immediately reply to it. Oh, yeah. And it catches the person off guard because they have no idea that you're going to see it. And as soon as you see it and you reply to it, they feel bad. And yes. every time I respond I to a hate comment, every time it gets deleted. So I just have replies on Twitter to just deleted <laughs> comments. It's <laughs> it's just, you know, because realistically, if you were to see that that person in real life, in, in they the would face. never you, say it to you. Never, never say that. Yeah. No. So it's just when you when you put that situation, it kind of makes them feel like they're in that face to face situation, and then they feel bad, and then they yeah. take it away. But you know what's uh, funny about that is that that I, I thought about this a lot lately because I think our community, like the IndyCar fans, like how supportive are like have you been surprised at how just incredible the community is and how much how supportive it is? Because again, there are all these random comments. You know, I probably get a lot more than you. But there are a lot of comments that are awful on the internet. But I've never once had someone at an IndyCar race come up to me and say, "Hey, you suck, and you shouldn't be here." And but everyone at the IndyCar races are like great people. You know what I mean? I, I have you enjoyed interacting with all the, you know, this is only you know year two for you, right? So this is this has got to be a new budding experience. Yeah. So Mid Ohio was actually a highlight for me this year. I actually went out. In, in, into the motorhome lots and was just hanging out with fans. Honestly, I created so <laughs> many, so many new friends, best friends. I was playing um, so many different games. What it's like, my brain is just farted. There's what's the game I'm thinking of with the, the bean bags? I forgot. Oh uh, yeah, uh, cornhole. Cornhole. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you you stutter a little bit. Yeah, cornhole. But, yeah, <laughs> cornhole. So I was playing cornhole and just hanging out. And honestly, it was it was amazing. The fans at, uh, for IndyCar are incredible. And I think it just also adds to the perspective that they can always just get really close with us, you know, and you, you can interact. And honestly, it just feels amazing. I love going to the track now. It's like I have my own community, my own fan base, and absolutely every single fan to me is like a friend. You know, I just, I love being with them and hanging out and yeah, it's just have a good time. That's awesome. Well, as, as you continue to get more famous and more, uh, you know, more, more memey, uh, you know, you sometimes you might not have time to interact with everyone. So enjoy it while it lasts. I, I think that's, I think that's honestly great for you to do that. And I think it's great. It's a great part of our sport. And I think as we've seen, like TV ratings this year are up, right? Like more and more people are paying attention to our sport, uh, which is just, which is so important. Uh, what do you think? And this is an interesting question, and it might put you on the spot, but I, I love hearing what people think, especially like people who are much younger than I am, uh, because I think about this all the time because I've been thinking about it for years. But what do you think the next step for IndyCar is? Like, what do you think for our sport? Like, how do we get to you know? I would say we've we've picked up generally almost a half a million viewers when it comes to consistent viewership this year. Cause sometimes we fought to get over that 350, 400K. And now we're kind of like, hey, we're at a million. How do we get to that million and a half? Like who do, what do you think is 
the strategy to you know make this take this sport to the next level and it's a and it's a hard question but is there a couple things that you see that are like hey you know what i think maybe this is how we we get to the next level of popularity yeah it is a very tough question Um, (laughs) and it could be from the sporting standpoint it could be from like a you know marketing standpoint whatever you think yeah, I think from from the sporting standpoint, I, I I honestly I think IndyCar is so special. Like it's almost yeah. like a hidden gem. It's like a hidden treasure that I don't think many people know about. And honestly, when F one created the drive to survive, I honestly think it helped us because it brought a lot of new people interested into motorsport. And then they you know they kind of look into it and they find oh what's this IndyCar? And it's honestly we brought a lot of people into it as well. Uh, and obviously we did our own hundred days to Indy, which me personally I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> um, I I have you know I I, I obviously it's good with what they're Were doing you in with it? it. I I wasn't I was not in it. No, I was gonna say because I I don't I wasn't in it either. I so I no. don't know. No, but they very... should have had you. Like, are you kidding me? Well, that actually seemed... makes me mad looking back at it now. <laughs> no, I mean I, it seemed very like pick and choose, and I, and I think it's maybe just from a budget standpoint, just having one film crew. Um, yeah. You know, I think if you look into it, they they pre-selected drivers before a race weekend, and I think that was oh, yeah. the issue, right? You pre-select drivers for a race weekend. Race weekend comes. Two out of those three drivers actually have a pretty, you know, low-level, flat-planes weekend. Nothing, nothing exciting happened. Um, when, like, I mean, the 500, there were so many good stories, and I just oh, yeah. feel like that they didn't they didn't catch any. I mean, their whole Ray Hole story as well. That was, like, I mean, the guy was crying on TV, and I don't think we really got any of that on 100 Days Indie. So, it's there was a lot of missing content. I feel like from that standpoint, I think more budget should have gone into it to have a film crew maybe a small film crew on every team, just you're yeah. pitching a lot more content. And now it's like, oh, wow, well, Connor Daly had an incredible story here. Let's just grab that and use that for this episode instead of pre-selecting. I think that was the issue for that. But I do think it, it was a good idea to create the show. I mean, any more attraction, the better. But looking for at sure. the numbers of it, obviously, it didn't seem to be too successful. And at least with Gen Z, it seems like, at least from my standpoint, I don't even watch cable anymore. For me, it's stream- It's like everybody's just <laughs> yeah. streaming services, YouTube. I have YouTube streams on all day. That's it. Yeah. And and that was one of the other issues is I think they uh, they did it on a streaming service that I never even heard of. And I'm part of, you know, I, I just, I, I watch youth. all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I watch all these streaming services, all this stuff. I just, I had no idea what it was. So I just don't seem like that they were going to connect with any any of like uh, the people that i feel like i've i would connect with so it's like all the famous like netflix hulu uh voodoo um i mean all the other like well the other ones are more kind of like local to themselves but yeah i just feel like they should have you know went on one of these big platforms where you can get a lot of these people and i just feel like they missed the mark on it on a few spots but yeah, I, I don't know. I think from a racing standpoint, there's nothing to change. IndyCar is already like very special, and I just think we need to work on trying to get the word out and showing people. Um, so my my way is through memes, but from IndyCar marketing <laughs> standpoint, I'm, I I don't know. I don't know how how they can you know to do it. But I, I just think from my standpoint, it would be more YouTube, social streaming. That's kind of the the whole perspective is of where I would invest the money. Ben, go for it. I appreciate it. Um, I just want to ask, just as one of the young guys in the sport right now, um, Connor talks about a lot with how easier it's been with all the changes to the car the past few years um, with the aero screen and then they have the new hybrid system coming out that young guys are finding more success early because um, all the veterans are having to kind of adapt through all these changes. As a young guy that's 
coming through IndyCar right now, how do you find the confidence to be able to take charge in like setups or what you need out of the car just because you don't have as a, as much experience as like a Dixon? Yeah, it's, uh, I actually didn't even think about that in that sort of perspective of like all these new changes with the cars kind of giving, I guess, a bit of an advantage. Um, that's actually, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, from, from a car standpoint, thankfully for my first season, I had Takuma um, and he helped me a lot. You know, there was, I mean, you, you go into a brand new car, everything's so new and it's just like, well, I don't know, what do I want? Do I want this? Do I want that? You know, it's, I remember my first sessions, I felt so bad because they were, how's the car? And I said, I, I don't know. I just do <laughs> right? laps, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, and then, and then I just feel bad because they're like, okay, what do you want me to do with? I don't know. You know? And then I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, I uh, just maybe put fuel and pressures. Let's go. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so it's uh it was tough you know to get started and i was trying my best to you know figure things out so i can actually be useful for the team um and thankfully takuma he i was able to look at his data and and kind of learn off of him and, and use the setup that he was used to which for me was i obviously figured out that it wasn't for me but it was something to get started with and then it was something to realize that oh i didn't like that or oh this is good and then we kind of started trying different directions and different perspectives and Sooner or later, we started kind of, it's like adult Legos. You start, you know, you go in this direction. I like that. You piece it together. And now I've kind of created my personality of what I like in a car. And so now I know for the next season, oh, well, we did this Lego piece last year. And I really liked it when we had this issue. So connect that on there, you know. I just try to think of like terms of like simplicity when I was a kid. So Legos was always simple to me. Um, and yeah, so throughout the two years, I've, I feel like I've managed to, to quickly gain. But it was a lot of it was from Takuma being my teammate. Um, and then this year I was trying to be, cause obviously Stingray came in and now I'm supposedly the veteran, Yeah. but it's, it's only my second season and I was trying to be as helpful as I possibly can kind of going off of what Takuma told me. And that also kind of gave me like a cool, like feeling of like, you know, the information just kind of comes <laughs> down from all the veteran drivers from the years. Cause who, who know, like, you know, where did Takuma get that information from, you know? So it's just all this stuff. It's, it's very cool. Yeah, I, so Takuma, he was my very first IndyCar teammate. And I, that guy, I think, is relentless when it comes to data, information, study. Were you surprised that, were you impressed with his work ethic and how much he studied all the little things like that? What what was he like as as a teammate? Because I, I thought it was impressive because I thought he was always very good, right? Like I, we knew he was good. I mean, guy's two-time Indy 500 champion now. But like getting to see him at work and, and, and see him kind of analyze how everything works. Was that pretty impressive for you to see as you're in a rookie year? Yeah, it also set a pretty high ceiling for me. You know, it yeah. was uh, like, uh, I was like, wow. I mean, you know, just everybody's very serious when it comes to this stuff. And Takuma, I mean, he was so disciplined. And he would, I mean, yeah, he would look at data and come up with so many different ideas and plans. And he put a lot of effort in. I mean, Takuma is one of the most disciplined people I've ever met. Um, and it's, it was impressive and to have him as a teammate was perfect you know it was i had like a perfect example of what it should be i mean we remember we had a team meeting and i was about four minutes five minutes late because i went wanted to make a cup of coffee before it started and <laughs> i joined and he was like david needs to get a penalty of some sort like i was like <laughs> a, a penalty i mean i'm like within the five minute range you know like normally that's that's the thing but for for Takuma, I mean, everything was on the dot. It's it's got to be perfect, you know. If you want to be here, that's just how it has to be. And I don't know if that's just from from the Japanese culture. I know the Japanese culture is also very disciplined and well mannered. Um, but yeah, it was it was very cool. It was a, a good person to look up to and kind of set my example of like you know that is somebody I should be. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I I don't want to take up too much of your day here. We've obviously got Portland coming up. Uh, I I appreciate your time here. Uh, you know, good luck in Portland and Laguna. Uh, I am not going to go to Portland, but uh, I will probably go to Laguna. So uh, enjoy it. And honestly, very excited to see where you end up. I I think. Uh, I, I mean, I if I if I put money on it. I, I don't know where, but I assume it's going to be a good team. So I, I I'm I'm thinking maybe McLaren or Ganassi or uh, I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, I could be entirely wrong, but I've I've heard your name in in many different circles. Um, so thank you, David. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I see. I can't say anything yeah. on the, the perspective, but we're not going to get that, we're not going to yeah. get you in trouble yet. We don't want that yeah. to happen. Yeah, I think that's what gives it away, you know, that I can't say anything. Exactly. No, no, no. You're going to be great no matter what color the car is, no matter what engine it is. It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) Thank you, Connor. No worries, man. Well, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, I thought the the meme champion, uh, David Malukas, I actually was very happy to hear that that he does the memes himself. Like, that's it. That's wildly impressive. So... Uh, third place finisher over the weekend. Great result from him. Um, I mean, that was that was great, Ben. I, what did you think of? Uh, I mean, you guys shoot, you guys are similar in age. You guys are both kids. What what did you think of that interview? Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, <laughs> it's cool seeing uh, the youth movement IndyCar thrive. And he gave a little tease of that he signed somewhere for next year, going to a new yes. place. So that's cool. So excited about that but yeah i always appreciate um somebody my age that's out there in the streets of indycar and the meme world and twitter world so shout out david malukas love it love it well we are wrapping up the episode here uh we're gonna get back into uh the ricky treadway random indy 500 driver of the week uh this year is going to be 1974 uh won by johnny rutherford uh, the random Indy 500 driver of the week from the 1974 Indianapolis 500. We are going to go with the 24th place finisher, Larry Cannon. Larry Cannon is the random Indy 500 driver of the week. Uh, not related, apparently, to Michael Cannon, my uh, my engineer, my rookie year in the IndyCar series. Um, Larry Cannon was American race car driver, born in Danville, Illinois, uh, Cannon also died in Danville, Illinois in 1995 after suffering an embolism. Oh, that's very sad. Uh, drove a USAC and CART Championships car series. Um, 44 combined career starts, including the Indianapolis 500 in 1974, 76, and 1980. Uh, finished in the top 10 seven times. Best finished in eighth in the 1976 at, at both College Station and Michigan International Speedway. Cannon did not qualify for the 1977 Indianapolis 500, but did compete as a relief driver. In the final 10 laps, Cannon took over the car of John Mahler and drove it to the finish. I believe John Mahler might have been one of our previous Indy 500, random Indy 500 drivers of the week. Uh, I Uh, think he was. Yeah. Uh, He prided himself as being one of only a handful of drivers to be on the track at the moment, A.J. Foyt, won his record fourth Indy 500. That's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, so it looks like Indy 500 uh, results. 1971, he failed to qualify. 73, failed to qualify. Uh, 74, obviously, finished 24th. 75, failed to qualify. He really tried to qualify for a lot. He didn't make 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Indy 500s he did not qualify for, only made three. That is how tough this race was back in the day. And I tell you what, I respect that type of effort um, from uh, from old Larry Cannon. So Larry Cannon, our random Indy 500 driver of the week. Barber by trade. Barber by That's trade. Here. There you and, go. <laughs> yeah, nickname, boom, boom, Larry, boom, boom, Cannon. So I love that. Oh, Larry yeah. Boom Boom Cannon. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a long episode. Great episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Please, again, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Connor Daily YouTube channel, if you don't mind. Uh, subscribe to the Dirty Mo Media uh, channels. Uh, please uh, leave us a, a, a rating and review. Uh, leave us a uh, be a friend. Tell a friend about the show. Uh, appreciate those folks that uh, that came up to me at St. Louis again and said uh, that they're listener listeners of the show. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we will see you guys next week for a Portland review, the BitNile.com Grand Prix, and a look ahead at the Laguna Seca season finale. There's a brand new episode of Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin out now. Head over to see what Denny has to say, and don't forget to follow the show so you won't miss an episode. <laughs> This bit of badassery was made by Dirty Mo Media. Dirty Mo.